Dear friends, welcome to another edition of Forum 2000 Online Chats. My name is Martin Hell and I'm from the Czech Economic Daily Hospodářské noviny. Today we have with us Svetlana Zališčuk, Foreign Policy Advisor to the Deputy Prime Minister of Ukraine on European Integration and Advisor to the CEO of Naftogaz Group, former MP and former journalist. Welcome, Svetlana. Thank you for having me. We are in the middle of the war. To be more precise, Svetlana is, and we are sitting in our offices and homes and think how to help Ukraine to fight with aggressor. At this moment, it looks like a huge crisis of not only of European security, but also for a global liberal order. The crossroads is uh, in Ukraine today and the outcome of the war could have an impact with long-term effects. Let's, uh, let's start, Svetlana, with some short-term outlook. Uh, we speak on Thursday evening, week after the Russian invasion started. Uh, can you tell us where you are now and how is the situation in Ukraine? Personally, I'm in the western part of Ukraine. I left Kyiv, my hometown. I didn't feel that it's safe there. Uh, so I packed just a hand luggage uh, suitcase and uh, I have with me all my reality kind of fitted into that uh, uh, small bag. Uh, and I don't know when I'm going to come back home and if I have a chance to come back home. Uh, but I think that for many millions of people, the situation even more devastating. Many people uh, today uh, have their relatives uh, been killed. We have approximately more than 2,000 people amongst civilian casualties. Also kids, uh, more than 20 children have been killed as well. So you can imagine how bad is that. We have more than 1 million people already left the country as refugee uh, because those that are vulnerable with grandparents, with children, uh, elderly people, they are trying to protect their families, understandably so. Uh, so it's also very difficult for them. Uh, when, it, when it comes to the military situation, um, recently, I think during the last couple of days, the assaults are growing, are, are intensified uh, with uh, more attacks on civilian infrastructure. So we have a number of occasions when, for example, maternity hospitals have been uh, hit, uh, schools, administrative buildings, uh, also just houses, buildings where people live. Uh, and uh, this is heartbreaking, of course. Uh, also, just in general, uh, central squares, you know, parks, everything that we loved so much uh, now being ruined under the strong uh, missile attacks across the country. I'm not talking just about Kyiv, but under the strong attack, four main cities, it's Kherson, uh, Mariupol, Odessa, Kharkiv, Kyiv, uh, these are the cities that suffer the most, but also small towns also that you don't hear in media, but some of them like Volnovakha, for example, are bombarded to, to the ground, basically. People are in real humanitarian disaster there without water and light already for seven days sitting in their cellars. So the situation on the ground is, is very difficult. And uh, today, after some reports from UK-US intelligence and after conversation between President Macron and Mr. Putin, uh, French president said that uh, he expects even worse, uh, worse to come. So uh, it's, I share this analysis that it will even deteriorate. So what uh, Ukraine or Ukrainians expect or from Europe now, from us uh, in the Central Europe as well? Well, I think that you said it in the very beginning, uh, 
you said something that resonates with me very much. You said that it's a blow not only on Ukraine, but on Europe. This is the war in the 21st century in the heart of Europe. Uh, and this war started by one man who just didn't believe that Ukrainian, Ukrainian uh, is nation, Ukrainians are nation. He didn't believe in our state, that we have a right for our sovereignty and territorial integrity. Uh, and this is unbelievable, but also unjustifiable and unforgivable. And what we want, we want, of course, strong solidarity. We want a joint response. We want a counteraction of this aggression to the extent that this war should be stopped and Putin should be punished. This is what we want, because in the end, it's a blow on, on humanness, on dignity, on uh, rules-based order. And uh, judging of how we respond right now, I think the, the, the history to come uh, will depend on our response. Either we will prove that UN Charter, NATO Charter, uh, EU founding treaty worth something, or we will turn it into a waste paper, you know, and it will worth nothing, just uh, words and words that, uh, that have no meaning. Uh, that would be my response to your question. But if we put it into a more practical perspective, we need first sanctions, stronger sanctions. We, we need to mobilize all our forces to make it painful for people around Putin. And not for the, uh, the purpose, not just sanctions for sanctions, you know, but uh, my calculation is that Putin has to have a protest, a resistance from inside. This is my calculation, because I don't be believe that uh, the sanctions against him will make a difference. Mm -hmm. But if his people will start to protest, Russians, businessmen, actors, singers, and so on, elite, then he, he will be challenged. Uh, his power will be challenged. And then I think it will be a tipping point. Secondly, we need at this point military support. We already started to receive a lot of weapons. Thank you very much for that. Uh, for everyone who is helping us. But I think that it's not the end. It's just the beginning, unfortunately. And as I said, I expect escalation. Uh, and therefore, we need to be ready to mobilize our resources in the long run. For me, it's striking how Ukrainians fight and how they, uh, I can say, win information war, at least from my point of view. Uh, what is the source of this strength of Ukrainians? It's a very good question. This the source of strength. I I think that uh, just we have no choice because we protect our homes. You know, this is everything we have: your house, your garden, your kids, your your job, what you're doing, where you're walking, uh, and so on. I mean, um, we are forty million people nation. We are not going to immigrate you know uh, we have nowhere to go uh, but also additionally i think what is important that uh, it was a very cruel attack on something very human you know something it's not about ideology it's not about eu perspective it's not about some political choice it's something fundamental for a human being for us as people that's why i believe it so much resonates with the whole world now because they feel that it's not about ukraine's aspiration uh, to go to nato and eu uh, it's about our right to exist and to protect our life. But also I want to say that our Ukrainian leader, President Zelensky, 
is a great source of inspiration for everyone. The fact that he was offered to be evacuated, and of course he can do that, he is the president, I mean, and he could have done it out of this calculation of uh, safety and so on, but he refused to do so. And people see that actually he's ready to sacrifice his life in this fight. And then people think, okay, so if the president does this choice, then we are definitely backing him. And today, I can assure you that everyone feels that war is our job, that everyone would like to do something even small to defend our country. Let's try a bit of geopolitics or kind of, you know, future uh, telling. Um, I was reading uh, one of the articles from one of the Western analysts Uh, trying to figure out, you know, the possibility that uh, uh, the outcome of the war could be division of Ukraine into two parts on, on the model, let's say, East-West Germany after the Second World War. Uh, do you think that this solution would be acceptable for a Russian government or Mr. Putin personally? Well, first of all, this solution is not a solution. And this scenario is just simply impossible. Why? I'll tell you. Uh, I think there were some skepticism about southern and eastern part of Ukraine of how they will behave in this conflict, in this crisis, because you know that in the south, in the east, there are a lot of people who are speaking Russian language. But it turned out that it's not about language, actually. It's about your choice. What country do you want to live? And people chose democracy and rule of law. They don't want to live in a, a dictatorial camp like uh, Putin is uh, in imposing on his country and wants to impose on our country. Uh, people already enjoyed, enjoyed their freedoms, uh, free and fair elections, uh, justice, and so on. We are building our institutions. We are making mistakes. Maybe it's too slow, but we are definitely on this path. That's why today, Kherson, Kharkiv, Odessa, Dnieper, Zaporizhia, all these cities in the South and in the East are part of this resistance. And moreover, they are fighting Uh, in the way that they show the example to the rest, uh, to the Western part of Ukraine. So what I'm saying that people in these towns and in, in these cities will just not agree for that. They will not be part of a so-called Russian uh, world and live under the uh, <laughs> under this dictator, especially after Putin has killed so many already, their relatives, their sons, their children, their fathers. It's uh, it's unforgivable, and uh, the only solution would be uh, Putin to be prosecuted and the international tribunal. And do you think that Mr. Putin will try to impose kind of puppet regime at least on the territories he will have under control, just to show that he's doing something? That's in, in quotation marks positive. Yeah, well, you know, puppet uh, government would be possible if. Uh, they had the chance to govern the population. But if you are in the, in the so-called, in the rear of, uh, if you are surrounded by enemies, and believe me, uh, anyone who would be imposed as a, who could have been imposed as a, uh, this puppet government would be an enemy to these 40 million nations. So even a, a woman from, cloakroom or from canteen or security, the, 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 the potential so-called puppet government would be afraid of its own shadow because there would be uh, a, a threat and a risk 
to to be killed because once again how do you reconcile if you lose a child uh, you, i mean how do you imagine that someone comes mm. to you and say okay i killed your child and now i'm going to govern you after i attacked your peaceful and beautiful and prosperous country after i ruined after i smashed to 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 dust uh, your city how do how can you Im- it's just unreconcilable if we try at least in this situation to make kind of step back and look from the broader perspective. Uh, what do you think would be a long-term impact of events in Ukraine on Europe? Whatever the outcome will be, but because the uh, situation is changing every day. And I personally have problem, you know, to make this step back, constantly following the, the, the events, but um, I cannot imagine what, how do you think about the situation? If we are talking about stopping the war right that's what you're asking me that war will be stopped uh then uh, we will rebuild our country uh, there will be a process of uh, reparations uh paid by uh, russia to ukraine uh, i hope uh, international community also will mobilize resources to rebuild the country to help us to rebuild the country this is from a like a technical kind of point of view right um At the same time, Ukraine would expect to uh, join EU and NATO uh, and uh, Russians' uh, war criminals have to be prosecuted without a doubt. I can can assure you that sooner or later we will see uh, Russian leadership investigated by International Criminal Court. This procedure has been already started by ICC, And uh, Putin was very clear in his messages, in his statements, that he directs this war, uh, that he directs this massacre in Ukraine. So um, this is the way to go, to prosecute it and put him on the tribunal. And I think it will be the lesson for the whole world and for the next generation to come that uh, democracy will be protected and whoever dares uh, to challenge sovereignty and territorial integrity of an independent country, however small they are, Uh, it will be punished by the international community. I think this is the aim we should uh, uh, we should aim. Uh, this is the purpose we should aim at. Thank you, Svetlana. Uh, it was Svetlana Zalishchuk, foreign policy advisor to the deputy prime minister of Ukraine and a former MP and former journalist. I'm Martin L from Czech Economy Daily, and it was a Forum 2000 online chat. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.